1559 probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and we're just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partners, me, Stir the Pearl. It's Miller. How's your week, sir? Man, I mean, it's going. Open enrollment starting for insurance, so you oh, know yeah, how yeah. that is for me. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I ain't do it today. It started for us today. I haven't filled it out yet, but I'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These people are crazy. And I don't even like, that's the crazy part. I'm not even in that what's name anymore. And somehow it all seems to come back around to me. Anyway. It's all interconnected. Yeah. It's like that's a what web. It is. It's like a web. It's a web. Yeah. That's what's up, though. Man, uh, how the baby girl like her gifts? Oh, she loved them because they're everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I said, let me find something that wasn't going to make a lot of noise. So. So I was at least thinking about that. Yeah, I appreciate you. But she mm. loves that damn thing. Yeah. She also loves every doll she has. So everyone has to be in the crib, which is insane. <laughs> I'm like, yo. You can't sleep with all of them. Yeah, got to pick one. And then you got to figure out if it needs an off switch or not. Because mm-hmm. I don't want dinosaur noises in the middle of the night. Like, what the fuck? Is this a T-Rex in my crib? Yeah, Shit. yeah. And yeah. babies. <laughs> yep. But yeah, she had fun. She enjoyed herself. That she did. I mean, she was... <laughs> she was teeth, bro. Man, all over the place. And wanted everything. She knew it was her day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she'd been knowing when her day was, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one's the one who's like, yo, whenever y'all want to leave, y'all can get out of here. Because like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, the littlest one. She's the one who's like... Yeah. Yeah. No people for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She definitely wanted that candy, though. Oh, bro. She's all about the sweets. <laughs> Shit. She was all on it. Well, she could have came by yesterday. Could have got all this candy. Well, she had enough. Yeah. They, they ain't do no trick-or-treating. That, I, you didn't get a lot of kids? Nope. I ain't get none. Zero? Zero. So, there was, like, kids across the street from Allie's parents' house. Mm-hmm. My wife's parents' house. And then they did... They, they went to like three houses and then disappeared. They never came yeah. around to us. I was like, oh. And then nobody really came to my crib because I left out a dish and they didn't take a lot. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they did that drive. I did the I did the mayor drive thing. I yeah, did yeah. that. But they didn't give out a ton of candy, but it was cool. Um, and then people had trunk or treat. That's the big thing now. Yeah, trunk yeah. Trunk or treat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. I, I'll zoom it to y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Listen. As I've gotten, even as a kid, like, I think once I got to about fifth grade, trick-or-treating was overrated for mm. me. I was just like, ah. To go out there and try to get the most candy possible, and then you're not even going to eat it at all. That's really what it was. Right. Like, I didn't even care anymore after fifth grade. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I'm like not going to wear a costume, so it's kind of like, yep. I didn't want to be that kid with no costume walking up to your door. It's kind of rude. Yeah. I remember my mom being like, where's your costume? And kids being like, I got no costume. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, damn, dog, at least participate, fool. Right. Like, That's so what I this just, shit is all about. was like, I'll stay home and just hand out candy to people. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've had some fun times with the kids. I think the best part, though, is always going to the pumpkin patch and everything. Even though we didn't go this year. But we usually go to the pumpkin patch. Um, usually get the apple cider donuts. Apple cider. The, the hot apple cider. Hot apple cider. Man, you fire. I ain't gonna lie. I almost want to go to the store right now. Go get some. Matter of fact, let's hold this podcast. You know, we'll go. Oh, yeah. That, that was the only fun thing about, like, Taking my kids trick or treating, it's always making sure I had that hot toddy. Yeah, I saw people were giving out like, what's the names, uh, uh, shots and stuff for the parents. I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta get that hot toddy going, man. Blowing that shit up, be straight. Especially because it'd be cold outside sometimes. Or at when least it's cold outside. But anyway, uh, do you have a match to watch for? I do. My match to watch for. AEW wins it again. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston from Rampage. Yo, man, what the fuck, bro? Like, that shit was insane. These dudes right here, first of all, um, I I don't think I'll ever get tired of Brian Danielson taking chops and his chest looking like ground beef because that's insane. I don't know how that man could do that, but the intensity of this match, if you are a fan of All Japan, Kings Road Wrestling, that type of style thing, this is the match for you. They, They really did go hard and I mean like hard like it lived up to the expectations after you watch their kind of verbal sparring back and forth but even the promos leading to it it shows you that less is more they didn't say a lot there wasn't a massive beat down backstage or somebody jumped somebody all it was was Brian Danielson saying you don't work hard enough Eddie and you can't do enough work in the amount of time you need to get on my level you can't beat me that's all it took. Nothing overbooked. Nothing. And what did Eddie respond with? You know what? I don't even want to talk. Fuck you, basically. And yeah. he walked off, talk right? Talk to my back. And what do we all say? Yeah, talk to my back. And what do we all say? Holy shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this. And so that's what I love. Because in the end of the day, me and you say it all the time. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. We're, you know, unfortunately to say we're men, sometimes things can be as basic as Damn, bro, he said you didn't do enough work, man. You better beat his ass. That's all we need to be into some shit. I mean, to be honest, we started some fights at school, and it wasn't much. That, but that, I mean, <laughs> it didn't take much, it didn't take much to get them going. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> So it shows you, like, you don't... Yes, there are times where you have to book elaborate stuff, but there's other times where the match just sells itself. Didn't give them a script. They just said, hey, you know, figure it out with the intensity, and you boom. Don't. You know what I realized? Booking was always in us. It really was, bro. We've been doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. How long did we play World Tour and make up our own wrestlers out of the wrestlers on the game, our own storylines for hours? 
Yeah. We've been doing this shit. All we needed was money. We started our own. We could have been Tony Khan. We had some cake. Because, <laughs> like, we, we would literally just be like, I wonder who would win this fight. And then start a fight at school. Like, people think, people don't even know that. People don't even know why they probably even fought. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we just I never instigated called shit. Her a bitch. Oh, yeah. She just swung on me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> the easiest way to, to get something going. Who you calling a bitch? U N I T Y? I don't know why I always want to say that one. U N I T Y. That's a unity. unity. You know, it's crazy, too. We was watching um, uh, uh, Equalizer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is it good? It's okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, match to watch for. Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston from Rampage. Please go out your way to check that match out. All right. So, news and rumors. I'm just going to start off with the elephant in the room. Ring of Honor um, had a conference call. And basically just to kind of give all the ins and outs, because there's a lot of, well, they said this, they said that, this and that. Too many false truth, half truths. So here's the breakdown. Everybody's contract who's currently signed to a contract is either because of the way that um, ROH works, most contracts end in like January or right after um, Final Battle. That's just how it goes. So, mm-hmm. people whose contract goes into December, their contract's going to be honored until it expires. Once it expires, it's done. People whose contract goes past January will have their contract go all the way through up until April. Come April, ROH is, suppo- is supposed to return, um, but they're going to be, re- not rebranded, but it's going to be a new atmosphere, a 2.0, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the long and short is they're suspending operations after final battle in December, so they're going to be on that first quarter um, hiatus. Everybody is free to sign to whomever they'd like to in between that time, so... You could see stars like the Briscoes, um, Brody King, Dan Housen, um, just to name a few, Jay Lethal, sign to other companies if they're, you know, if they have the space, money, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they may not end up being part of the new ROH. Now, what the new ROH is going to be, there's a lot of different things going out there. The one idea is that they're going to stick to just booking top indie talent, kind of like Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, but no contracts. I don't know what that means for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the library is not for sale. Even though there's rumors that it's not, they're not selling it. At least not at this mm-hmm. time. Uh, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not at this because, time. Because they got to see what's going to happen yeah, exactly. in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So at this time, it's not for sale. Will it be? At some point, it could be. Um, I don't think the asking price is going to be the same as it was before because I don't think that... Vince is in the, the content game anymore, especially after having the deal with NBC. It's kind of like your your money's where it's at right now. There's really not a, a need to add more to the library when you're already working with adding what you had before to the library that you have now. You know what I mean? Because you're still integrating some stuff from the WWE Network. Um, yeah, yeah. My personal feelings on everything, um, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for my ugly. Yeah, spoiler alert. I'll save it for my ugly. I'll, I'll, do you want me to wait and let you talk about it later, or do you want to say anything? How do you feel uh, about it? I think it sucks. That's what I think. I think it definitely sucks. The pandemic fucked everybody up. Yeah. Um, Ooh, then, 
Remember you said that. We will write that down, the pandemic, because yeah, yeah. I have a point about that. Yeah. Um, because, remember, man, one of the things that we used to go to every single year. Don't go too deep. Remember, it's my ugly, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I like you. It's the World of Worlds tour. Always happened. They always came to Chicago. Around, matter of fact, it was always on Mother's Day. Yep. And they always came in October. Yep. Damn, so, breast cancer and then Mother's Day. Yeah. Always. And it will suck if that cannot continue. But I had some good memories, though. Mm-hmm. Got to see some of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, some of the best matches in the world. Yeah, some of the best matches. Um, and it's going to be interesting, right? Because we already kind of had this little, uh, I wouldn't say a debate, because we don't know. I always, I mean, I was just of the mindset when AEW gets his first black champion, if it ain't Hobbs, it's going to be Keith Lee. I just don't see him staying in WWE. Not unless Vince does something that changes everything. And turns it around and makes him happy. Because well, I find it hard to believe that he's happy. Can, can I... Am I able to segue into another news piece? Because that actually is my next... Um, I'll let you it. finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. But now that this happened... Woo! I mean, listen. If somebody like Jonathan Grissom... If, if Jay Lethal... Matter of fact, Jay Lethal might be the most ready right now. If he leaves. It doesn't mean he's going to leave. Because at the end of the day, the one thing people got to remember, you can see him go back to Impact. You can see him probably going to WWE. I don't think so. I don't think that was the move that he ever wanted to do. WWE had their t- chance. And they didn't run with it when they had it. Some of these wrestlers can go to New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, all these other smaller companies, NWA and all that stuff. Um... So it's not like all this talent that may be available now are just going to run a WWE and AEW. It's, this is about to make other companies better. Because they're going to take this talent and they know they're going to have to run with it. Why they can't? Because you're not going to see this many free agents like this oh, out in the open. Like this. It just doesn't happen. It's a once in a lifetime type of thing. So, we'll see what happens though. I would love to see. What would you like to see Jay Lethal go? I, to me, I feel like watching his run right now, I feel like I could go for either WWE or Impact. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Impact, he'd be like that ace that doesn't necessarily need the belt. Yeah, yeah. But you need to be. I think no matter where he yourself. goes, he probably but wherever need he the belt. goes, he's yeah, he probably won't. But he's the guy. If he's in AEW, I think he will get a belt. Just because yeah. I know that Tony loves his fucking dude. Yeah. Which Jay Lethal is still one of the best to yeah. do it. Like yeah. people, it, it hasn't. He's not that, that old. Removed from no, hold up, Jay that's Briscoe. The thing. No, but we're not that far removed from yeah. Jay Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Remember it was yeah. title for title. Yep. That shit was dope. Remember mm-hmm. we were like, bro. Holy shit. And that's when we were like, our, I'll talk about the label. We were like, yo, ROH is on a different level. Mm-hmm. This is different. It's not regular yep. shit, but yep. we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway. But all right. What were you about to go with? 
Oh, I was gonna say my another my uh, uh, other piece of news, Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee. It's been said that he is now Vince's project. Like that's Vince's pet. That's what he's working on. So that being said, Bearcats are going nowhere. I'll just tell you that fucking right now. That whole gimmick is staying because Vince doesn't like to fail. And I can see if it doesn't get over him just shoving it down our throats. That's how I feel. So it is what it is. I mean, at least at least Vince is behind it. So that lets me know he's not going to be underutilized. He just won't be utilized the way we would think is the best. And that worries me, but, but I mean... To me, this is all. this all comes down to being happy with it. See, like, this is a new day and age. This, The way we get content now, the way we see wrestling now, as a whole. If I really want to see Keith Lee and he goes to New Japan, there's, a, there's an app. I can watch him. If he goes to Impact, they're on, what, Thursdays? If he goes to AEW... They're on Wednesdays and Fridays. So there's ways to watching these wrestlers now. There's ways for them to get paid now. With less travel. Less putting themselves at risk for injury. So now. I can be Vince's project. But that still doesn't mean that it's going to make me happy in the long run. So then, doesn't mean he's gonna end up staying. I think the, the I think the reservations are still out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can foresee him being there for the next two three years, but I don't, but after that, if whatever, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He's gonna have to put him in a position where, like Biggie, right? Biggie was always the project. It took a long time, but. He also put Big E in a situation where he found success leading up to this run as WWE champion. So, is Big, uh, not Big E, but is Keith Lee going to find success leading up to finally winning the belt? I don't know. This Bearcat shit is just, I don't even give a fuck about the Bearcat. It's the outfit. It's just the it's that. It's the look. Mm-hmm. You took it. You took what I liked most about him. Like you took him, and you made him look like a fat guy. Now, I think that's what it is. Whereas, like he out here with just these motherfucking trunks on, and yeah, he got this belly and shit like that. But it, was, it felt relatable because when nobody's around, well. I, ain't, I don't really don't give a fuck when people are around. <laughs> and stuff. When it's, nobody's around, I like to be free. It's just my daughter that gets mad about it. I like to walk around in my drawers and shit like that. You know what I mean? So, like, look at this confidence. She bring it out to the... And then, like, now you want to throw a fucking leotard on them and just, like... I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Shit, let the man embrace who he is. And that, that's what really makes him dope. Is... Him embracing that he's a big guy. Even the way he speaks. And he's a big guy that can move. And and and, and can speak. Like his even in the way his mm-hmm. diction or like the yeah, way yeah. he it's different. Mm-hmm. But you were like, wow. Because yeah. you would expect, you know, hey, brother, like, but that's mm-hmm. not how he talks. But he yeah. still commands that respect. Yeah. And I feel like that's 
what you should put out there. Mm-hmm. That Keith Lee. But, you know, that's he, us he, on the outside looking. Yep, yeah, he fucked it up already. Now, he, he wasn't a project. You, right, you he was ready made. You made him into a project. Yeah. Because you fucked it all up. And yeah. you undid his wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last but not least, Speedball, Mike Bailey, is able to return to um, the U.S. If you remember, he got in trouble because he was working U.S. shows, indies, without a visa. And, you know, Trump made shit weird during that time. So he was one of the people who got in trouble, couldn't wrestle in the United States for like four years because of it. He's finally able to come back and got signed by Impact. So feel good story there. And then uh, last but not least, January 8th, AEW is holding a, uh, a special on TNT. It's going to be a Battle of the Belts since they can't use Clash of the Champions. That's what they'll use, Battle of the Belts. I'm assuming it's going to be something where all the titles are on the line or like every match is for a title. So that'll be cool. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to that. That's my uh, news and rumors. Uh, nope. Nothing. Um, what was your raw, sir? My raw. Um, I'm going to have to give it to the main event of Dynamite. Some people found it goofy. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And here's why I enjoyed it. There were so many Easter eggs. And I hope you caught some of them. From the, nu- the subtle nuances of when Kenny went to go put, um, I think it was John Silver, in the camel clutch. And then Adam Cole told him, no, 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 back up. And then Kenny kind of looked like, what the hell? And then they did the whole spot where the Young Bucks kissed Adam Cole. And Kenny was in the background just looking sad and left out. And then he was hesitant to tag Adam Cole. Then at one point, the Young Bucks were hugging Kenny Omega. And Adam Cole had a disgusted look on his face, kind of like, well, what the hell is this about? So they're planting the little seeds. And that's what I love. They took a fun match where they're, you know, in costumes and... Um, you have the funny reveal of, uh, of Adam Page as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, right? He was a, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I love how they can make take something fun in AEW, but then add in storyline to kind of bring it full circle. And for me, that was what was dope. That was what made me be like, one of those moments where I was like, see, this is why I like AEW, the way they present it. They present it like a wrestling show, and... They present fun without it being goofy or, like, I can't relate. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns saying, suffer and succotash. And you're like, why the fuck would anybody ever say that? Or a grown-ass 21-year-old man on NXT saying, bout it, bout it. Never gonna let it go. Nobody says this shit, bro. Master P doesn't even say bout it, bout it. Stop making this man say that shit. Please, stop. 60-year-old people should not write shows for... For young folks, they just can't. They can't, dog, because this is what happens. You're not in body, touch. body. You're just not in touch with it. Just not on. with the yeah. shits, bro. You were stuck in that. We stopped saying body, body when they were still saying body, body. We just don't say it. The next thing he going to say was the bomb. I'm not going. You got to stop this shit. Sorry for the rant, but anyway, but yeah. So for me, this kind of brought it full circle as far as like what AEW is kind of all about. Because at the end of the day, they're they're working off of a storyline that they planted how many years ago on um, Being the Elite, which isn't even an official show. Yeah. But I love the creativity. So that for me was what made Raw so dope, or Raw so dope. That's what that's what made Dynamite <laughs> so dope. And why that natural? I was about to say Raw. Raw. Dope? <laughs> that was my Raw. Shit, like what show was you watching? Uh, you know what? That was almost my bad, sir. Oh, crazy person. But I mean, you you explained it so well that you know what. I would take that away. Because it was going to... The only reason why I didn't even make it ugly was because 
Adam Page came out. He mm-hmm. he was the the how they did that switch instead you of yeah. Um, I felt like the ending of it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The way they ended it was was done pretty well. Um, but my raw was Shotzi Blackheart and Charlotte. Oh, that match was good. I and just didn't like the, the turn pissed me off. No, I love the it's turn. Unnecessary. I love it. Yeah. I love it, and I love it. We've gotten to see Shotzi as a baby face for so long. And now they're at a point where they're going to need more female heels. you got to remember, Bailey is still out. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. So, like, they don't, they don't have necessarily a whole roster on the SmackDown um, side of, of um, baby faces. I mean, of heels. Um, so what they do, especially when they were turning Sasha into a baby face, that's what they were already doing. That's why you kind of had this tweener of Sasha between heel, um, Becky and baby face Bianca. And she was sort of like the tweener. It wasn't really anything personal against Bianca. It wasn't anything... Really, with Becky Lynch, and just I want the title. That's really what that was. Um, and I feel like what they did was immediately insert somebody who is not only good in ring, decent on the mic, and now all of a sudden you're a threat to something. Not necessarily that you're ever going to win the title, but you're you're here. Mm-hmm. You're a threat. They, that's what I think I love about that match and what happened afterwards is because you displayed her in-ring talent. And there were certain things that, I mean, really wasn't that great during the match. But for the most part, the whole match was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you had her turn. And you cost me this. So it immediately established Shotzi Blackheart from the jump as a singles competitor. I, you know what? I will take back. I don't like the. It may not have been my choice. Yeah. But you, your explanation, because I didn't put into account Bailey being gone. Yeah. I okay. And I think part of it is because I love Shotzi as a face, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna get. You know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It immediately established her as being somebody in the picture all the time. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean she's going to be the one holding the title, but she's going to be in this picture. She's especially, valuable. Yeah. Especially because, like, we don't know what the status of of Charlotte is right now. Man, she can end up dropping this title to Sasha and then right taking another hire. Yeah. You know, we don't know. Um, and maybe that was another reason why they did it. Because of some of the nuances of some of the things that are going on in the back mm-hmm. and everything. You know, Charlotte doesn't want to be the champion, per se. She may want to be the champion, but she don't want to be the champion in this light. Right. Um, which is kind of crazy. Because if they didn't take away her two NXT runs, she would be a 15-time champion already. That's crazy. Nuts. Nuts. John Cena is still only 16. 
They haven't even brought him back yet and said, we're just going to knock this 17th out the way. It's mm-hmm. crazy, man. Um, but that was my raw. I feel like that was done pretty well. I feel like the match was good. The turn was good. I'm good with everything, especially on the show that, like, I feel like, can I just say what's my bad? The SmackDown wasn't good. I'm just gonna go in there and just throw you throw that out. I was I was Smack- gonna put I was gonna be a quick bad and say that I didn't like SmackDown. I didn't feel like the response from last week having you know decent ratings on Fox Sports One. I thought mm-hmm. I thought the response should have been with a strong show, and it felt like to me they mailed it in because they're on Fox Sports again this week. So it's like man, just put some shit on. Yeah, we'll get back we'll get back to Fox next week and put some real shit on. That's so it's kind of like damn, yeah. but. Yeah. It was a bad show. Um, the only reason why it's not ugly is because we haven't been getting too many bad SmackDown shows. But this show was pretty bad. And I'm, I feel like you. Yeah, I feel like since we were on FS1, nah, mail it in. That wasn't the reason why your ratings wasn't good. Right. The previous week. Right back. Your ratings was probably pretty still decent. Just because you have to go against AEW for a half hour, that was your fault. And AEW is putting together a product that people want to watch. You got to understand that. Yeah. You got to understand that. So it ain't. A, like, so when it goes head to head, it wasn't like people still wasn't watching SmackDown. You just had people turn to AEW. But why, though? AEW is only an hour show. That actually made it worse for you guys. People just felt like, yeah, I can come back and watch this later. I don't need to actually watch this now because this is on live. So let me do this because this is only one hour where I've already got two hours of your show. <laughs> it's like, jail. I mean, the defeat you could sit there and just take it with a grain of salt. Or you can take it seriously. Whichever way you think about it, though, I mean, at the end of the day, AEW is coming. But they're just not there yet. Mm. But they are coming. I guess you can really... So if they are coming, don't mail it in. Put up your best... Put your best foot forward. <laughs> do what you used to do at house shows when you wanted people to come and everything. Put go a crazy. Ti- yep. Go crazy. Go put crazy. A, yep. Put a title on somebody and just be like, what the fuck? I missed that. This just happened? Because uh, I could have done without the King Coronation, too, and the Nighting. Mm-hmm. I could have done without that. But to me, I think that's why. Having a king of the ring pay-per-view makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to do this. And make it mean something. I really don't give a shit that Xavier Woods is King Woods right now. Right. Doesn't. It hasn't done anything for me yet. Because it didn't do anything for King Corbin. It didn't do anything for Sheamus. It really didn't do anything for Shinsuke, to be honest. And I know it doesn't necessarily count, mm-hmm. but they were doing a whole king thing, and it was yeah. kind of like... Okay for what? Mm-hmm. Because instead of like King of the Ring 
the story should always be, man, this was the best wrestler for this year. Like, this dude went, and it was improbable. And that's one of the things that, like, I think you probably love and I love about the G1 Climax, right? Because, or the, the pure open, uh, the pure championship. Because this is about showing who's the best wrestler. Making them go through a whole tournament. And it culminates with this person winning. Mm -hmm. And making it mean something. King of the Ring means nothing because after after a person wins, you're not putting them in a situation right. where they're vying for a title shot, or you're establishing that they're one of the, or the the title is the King of the Ring title. And I get to hold this up for the year, and I'm I'm the participant for next year because I get to defend my title. Something. It just doesn't mean anything. And that's why King of the Ring, the way they present it right now, is just trash. And that's why it doesn't mean anything for King King Woods or Xavier Woods to have it. Um, but what's your ugly, sir? My ugly, um, going back to the ROH situation, my ugly is that Sinclair Broadcasting had the opportunity to do exactly what Tony Khan was doing back in 2018. And they made the decision not to. And Joe Koff kind of um, alluded to that. So I say, I, I give this my ugly because none of what happened um, last week needed to happen. Going back to what we were talking about with Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe. That was one of the times where we were, we were like, yo, this is what we've been telling people. ROH is legit. And so what you see from AEW even us talking about the damn Adam Cole and Kenny Omega storyline. That was done while they were in ROH. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Adam Cole was on his way out. But you know what I mean? So, in the end of the day, and, and the Young Bucks and them talked about that. ROH had the opportunity to do exactly what AEW was doing with, in my opinion, more resources. Because you own television, basically. So, all it took was an established time. This is the day. This is the time, ROH wrestling, just like Dynamite, and we could be in this position talking about ROH. But instead, we're talking about AEW. And I'm not bitter about that. I'm not one of those people who like, AEW killed the Indies and killed ROH. No, ROH yeah, did this yeah. to ROH. As much as I love ROH, this is all about foresight and going back to what Sterl said last week when we said Tony Khan had the and Shad Khan had the, the, the vision to say, if we put this on TV, like this isn't on TV, and this many people come up, they show up, they show up, sell out, uh, and they're not on TV. So you're telling me we could put this in a bunch of pe in front of a bunch of people and sell even more tickets? Yeah, let's do that. Not rocket science. And so that to me is why my wife made a point to me. She's like, I thought you'd be a lot sadder about the ROH news, and I I told her I said I'm really not because I've been saying this shit since. All this started. Mm -hmm. How long have I been saying on this podcast? Jess, Sinclair, put some fuck... Not a lot. Just some money behind this and get... That's all you have to do. Make a plan. And you don't. And then Tony Khan comes in and... Here's the problem. 
with what they did. They did they ruined RH themselves. Because you never put a TV deal behind well, you are a TV company. But you, but you they, never but you never put the money behind the machine to make sure they will succeed. You wanted them to do it all on their own. And what did they do for you though? One of the things they teach you about investment is you can't just put some money into something and think that it's supposed to just mature. Just like that. Yes, it can. I'm not saying that it can't. Um, but most of the time they tell you to keep putting money in said investment. Because when it does mature, it's going to mature that much more. And it was like Sinclair Broadcasting said, we're going to invest in this. But now we're just going to let it sit and see what happens. And then the pandemic hit. And what happened was, because you didn't put money in it in the first place, it died. It is dying. Because I think what we all know, and but we just hold our hope for, is ROH is over with. I think that's just what it... Usually when something... this The death blow has been handed out. And it's rare for them to rise from the ashes like that. But it can. We've seen weirder things happen. But I'm not actually holding out hope. I'm just going to enjoy the fact that ROH was here. That I got to sit here and go to these shows. I got to see like the Gorillas of Destinies. I got to see Okada. I got to see a lot of these. CM Punk live up, up close. Samoa Joe. Jay Lethal, Cody Rhodes. I'm still hyped that I got to see some of the luchadors I was watching yeah. when I was a little kid in Caption 3, mm-hmm. and they were able to bring them here. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing Bastia in real life. Like, holy shit. I could touch this motherfucker. Like, that's crazy. The maturation of Jay Briscoe. I mean... I, I can honestly say I've watched Jay Briscoe from when he was just mm-hmm. tagging... A, not even that. He used to be in a group called Special K that were like drug druggy ravers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when I had you watching the DVDs back in the day, but they were a group. Yeah. drug Druggy ravers and all that. And then he became the prote- the protege to Samoa Joe. Then he became the television champion mm-hmm. for however fuck long under yeah. um, Truth Martin. Like, we saw mm-hmm. the evolution. Yeah. Got to see Punishment Martinez. Yeah. Up close. Up close and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan T-Bar. T-Bar. But we got to see Donovan Dijak, which made us be Mm -hmm. like, yo, this dude's fucking ridiculous. You guys just haven't got a chance yet. Yeah, yeah, Got to see so many, so many people, you know, just up close, just, you know. In your face. Yeah, in your face. Wrestling. You know, and, uh. I'm never going to forget those those days, you know. But it almost seems like it's going to be in a distant, distant 
distant past. Yeah. And it sucks. It just absolutely sucked. Uh, another person we got to see was Nick Aldis. Mm, yeah. Matter of fact, was that the last one or the one before? The year before that. was that the one. last one. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one. Nick Aldis. Yeah, I got to see him. Um, Coke Cabana. The infamous, if you ever go to our, our iHeart Wrestling page, where, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the infamous. I'm still yeah. going to get you back one of these days at one of these shows when yeah, we can, yeah. like, be close to people. Yeah. You might hear it. Just hold this up. I'll take it. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to see all that. Yep. Um, but other than that, man, my ugly is just NXT 2.0. I finally watched the, oh, I watched no. the last two weeks. Yeah. Ooh, it is. Um, <laughs> it's a hard watch, isn't it? I don't know how much longer they're going to be on TV. Damn. <laughs> ah, damn, that's how you feel. Dude, I just can't. Listen. It's not if, good. If, if, sure. if I'm watching this and I'm just like, mm, you know what? I don't want to watch this no more. I'm pretty sure somebody else has done the same. I'm pretty sure other wrestling fans, especially because remember what Roman Reigns says and shit. People do. Uh, the pure wrestling fan would actually like this. Now, the pure wrestling fans aren't liking this. Mm-hmm. And you lit, and they are trying to change it. Vince McMahon and uh, Bruce Pritchard are running this shit. I can tell. I can tell because Mandy Rose is the NXT Women's Champion. And she's not the best female wrestler on the roster. On that roster. That that tells me a lot. Her character is just okay. Mm -hmm. Her in-ring talent was just okay. I felt so bad watching... Um, I don't know why I wanted to call her uh, Sonya Deville, but <laughs> I, I felt so bad for watching uh, Raquel Gonzalez having to put on that type of match and losing to Mandy Rose because mm-hmm. that match was not good. It was probably one of the worst championship matches I've ever seen in NXT. And I'm just like, I get it. I, I get why Miller always talking about, man, this shit is it's not good. It's trash. It was almost like you was warning me about somebody's cooking. Like, mm, I wouldn't try that, man. Don't do it. I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, I let everybody try to be entitled to their opinion, but um, I'm not going to lead my friends into trouble. But I knew he had to witness it himself. I'm sorry you had to go through that, sir. Yeah. I tried. I tried. It's just, I can't. I can't. It's not good, dude. It's just not. And anybody trying to convince me it is, it's just, you can't. Dude, it's not. It's just not good. <laughs> you can't sell me on a Wale. I'm not even a Wale fan anyways. I can give two shits if he does the fucking thing. Yeah, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. But, um, man, I got nothing else to add to that, though. Me neither. 
Yeah. All right, let's wrap this shit up then. Be sure to check out 1559 and all other pocket, uh, content. Uh, you can find the podcast such as if whatever podcast platform you choose to use, just type in 1559. You can find the podcast such as Equal Opposite, Love of Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slur the Truth. Uh, you go to our site, 1559.com. Um, click on any of the podcasts, and then there's a banner down there, Amazon banner. Go support the site. Go on there. Purchase something. We greatly appreciate it. With that said, it's me, Store the Pro. It's Miller. And we out. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.